Howdy, friends. This is the Cool Things Podcast. It's your host or co-host, Justin Chitla, and your other co-host, Jason Chitla. Present. And we are here today with our best friend from elementary school, Campbell Edwards. How's it going, guys? This is a podcast where me and my twin talk about all the fun things that we get into. We like a bunch of different hobbies. Today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different psychology things like latency learning versus manifest learning. Very very smart. Campbell is a very, very smart dude. Would you agree, Campbell? He's, he's, I definitely wouldn't say that. I spent a lot of time studying. Get, he's though. trying to get into med school right now. Yeah, so that says a lot. Yeah, Campbell. Campbell, how did you meet me? Let's get into that. Yeah, so I met Justin first, and we had Miss Rogers' fifth grade class together. Yeah, that was an awesome class. And so that's how I pretty much got introduced into this friend group because Jason and Connor and Michael they had Miss Davidson, right? Yes. 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 So, it was funny because you tried to switch into Ms. Davidson's class. And I remember we became friends the first couple of days. <laughs> it was me, you, and uh, Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah. And so I was like, oh, this guy, Justin, seems pretty cool. And then you go up to the teacher and you're like, will you please switch me into the class across the hall? I don't have any friends in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, That was like, so funny. I'll so- definitely have a lot better of a year if I'm not with these guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me explain myself real quick. Yeah, that's because- so my best friends at the time, so I moved from the beach to Raleigh halfway through fourth grade. Well, I met um, my best friends. Some of them are still my best friends now. So like Carter, Connor, Michael, I met them all in fourth grade. And then my syllabus going into fifth grade said, yeah, you, you're going to be in Miss Davidson's class with Connor, Carter, um, and Michael and, and, and Ethan. Jason was supposed to be. And Jason, my twin, was supposed to be Miss Rogers' class with you guys. Oh, thank and of God. Course, we, didn't know, <laughs> we didn't know you guys yet. So the first day I get there, I'm, I'm not in the class with my best friends. And my twin brothers in the class with my best friends. So Yo, I'm I like, I, yeah, I was, I was a little bit sad going into this, and I was like, oh, I'm yeah, be in, in yeah, Jason, class. I was, I was so sad. So obviously, I was requesting out, but little did I know, it was like one of my favorite grades. The class had so many like funny people in it, like Kara and Annie. Oh yeah, all of them. And then of course, I became friends with you, dude. Something that I don't know if you ever heard about. Um, so Miss Rogers was actually friends with my mom. Oh yeah, and I, I knew so, that. On a Friday, she might, she would go over to my mom's house and hang out with my mom. They'd be like sitting out in our backyard, just having martinis or something. That's so odd. And it would be towards the end of the school year. It's super hot and I had to walk home from school. Okay. So I'd walk home from fifth grade. I'd be super sweaty, like heavy backpack on. And there's Miss Rogers just chilling in my backyard. <laughs> and it, it would have been weird if she gave me a ride home. Yeah, but, that would have been very you know, weird. It was just kind of like, I spent all day with this lady all teaching right, me Campbell, fifth grade. Time to come home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, the bell rings. Get right, in the minivan. You're following the teacher. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's de- it was definitely kind of a weird relationship having your teacher be one of your mom's friends. Yeah, that's interesting. And then of course we became, so we became friends in fifth grade. We were friends all throughout middle school and high school. And I don't know. There's just there's a bunch of stories to be told. Uh, my my favorite one. I was about to go into this. I was gonna <laughs> my, say I was surprised our friendship lasted this long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, so we. Um, we used to have a beach house. We would love taking our friends there. It was it was awesome. Like we didn't have many vacations because we had a large family, so we couldn't travel anywhere that was too far. So the beach was awesome. That's where I have my most favorite or fond childhood memories. And I invited Campbell one time. And I don't know, I think Jason, did you invite anyone on this trip as well? 
Yeah, I always yeah, invited Connor Mikey. was there. Mikey was there. Connor was that too? Yeah, I think so. We had we went a few times, but on that trip, I remember there was like six of us because we played football in your. Gotcha, yard. gotcha. So, so, but what I'm trying to say is, I think it was your first time going there, and we were showing you around the house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I got to this point or what made me do this, but I was like. <laughs> Yeah, can't, give me a chest bump. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> we were playing football, I vividly remember. Yeah, yeah. We were playing, so I was like, give me a chest bump, man. So we went up. He went up. He was like, yeah, dude, let's do this. He went up. I went up. I put my knee out. And it hit him square. And then no, it's bruise, man. And you just, yeah, you fell. And you were crying very I hard. Was, I remember I was like trying so hard not to cry. I was fifth grade with all these guys I was trying to be friends with. And then we left. I think later that night to go back home and that song, it's too late to apologize <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the radio. And, I and you kept looking at me and you're you. like, this is how I feel right now. <laughs> Dude, I just can't, I can't believe, I, I remember looking at you on the ground, trying to hold in the tears for like 10 minutes. My dad came over. <laughs> this is the funniest part right here. My dad came over and said, what's the matter? <laughs> I, I think I tried to cover it up. I said, Dude, I, I think he's got like a stomach ache, but I think he's gonna be okay. And he was just like, okay. And then you, I, I, I see your weirdo. eyes. Your eyes look up. They're full of tears, and I feel so bad. No, oh, we used hilarious. to be, tough, used to be so time. mean to our friends in in fifth grade. We whenever we brought him, I don't know what when, it was. No, just, whenever it was we so funny. Whenever we brought him on trips, remember one time we brought Mikey on a snowboarding trip, and we're like, all right, all right that guy kind of deserves it. Let's go down the mountain, boys. We're all getting hype, and some Justin and i we uh we're going down the mountain first time with mikey <laughs> we're like oh do the do the the trick the terrain where there's a trick um yeah. there's a barrel right mikey you gotta do the barrel do the barrel <laughs> we're aching him on mikey does the barrel he, he falls and then we come up behind him and we start shoving snow down his jacket and he's crying he's oh, so yeah sad. i feel like People i feel so bad how mean you are i know i know podcast. i know because like we're right now we're pretty nice guys we did a lot of mean things to our friends back then, yeah. but they, I'd say they did mean things back, but so it was, it went all the way around, but these were some of the funniest times. And, and right now we just, we, we look back and we laugh. So, no, so we like telling it's everyone It's funny else. though, because Mikey can attest to this and, and every, every one of our friends, whether Justin and I are the type of guys that will do something and then we'll say, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's so, because it's, it's so it's bad. Like, as if like saying just kidding will kind of just make everything okay. Yeah. Um, it's it, actually go on it's funny because back then it just feels like all oh, these guys are so mean but we all did it to each other and now we have such good stories of just picking yeah, on no, each it's, other it's and- hilarious what i was gonna say though um going back to whole just kidding just kidding thing um there's a scientific phrase for it um you know Schroden- schrodinger's cat how do you say schrodinger. Schrodinger. schrodinger's cat so it's that's the thing where the cat <laughs> What, what did you just do? Uh, nothing. Go on. That's, anyways, Schrodinger's cat is the, is the concept where there's a cat in the box and the cat is either dead or alive, but it's only dead or alive until you, or it's both dead and alive until you open the box, right? So there's this other phrase called, um, do, the, I think it's called like the douchebags box where you, you say something, and based on everyone's reaction in the room, will be whether or not it was okay to say. And so that's the kind of it. Kind of is the same thing about us saying "just kidding, just kidding" after we tell a joke. I'm having a hard time connecting. I get that what you're with saying. With where we were, 
Basically, because, you get it? No, no, because no. Okay, you, saying, you were going off doing something I know, else. I know, I'm sorry. I had a bad taste in my mouth. I had to spit into a cup. We're over I'm, it now. Campbell was laughing at the whole thing. <laughs> That's why I want to do a video podcast so you guys can see all the weird stuff we're doing. Right now, just to give you a little look into what's going on, Jason and I don't have our shirts on. It's, it's so hot in this room. degrees in this room. And, and Campbell, I don't know why you're wearing a long sleeve. Because it's actually a requirement. You have to take the shirt off. Shirt. I know I'm going to get there. I'm going to take it off. He's going to get there, and we're going to tell you guys when he gets to that point. But go ahead. You brought up Schrodinger's cat, right? So I have a joke. I have a joke. Okay, but you made it seem like the audience didn't really understand what I was saying. But like we said, I was off in my own world. I feel like I need to repeat myself because... I'm just going to chime in as the audience. We didn't get it. <laughs> Andrew with the Andrew. funny with his first funny yeah. joke on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is, guys. That's that's that we have little blips that we can use now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also it's funny because okay, I'm the only one without a headset, so I can't hear it. But what I was going to say is it's really cool that you got this equipment here because like I said, this whole this podcast is all about is all about our cool hobbies and we get really into it. So it's cool sure. that now we, we started this podcast. You're going all out. We have three mics. We have a yeah. couple brand new couple hundred dollar headsets. Yeah. And this, and this freaking studio equipment. With I know. I know. I hate to be that guy that just like gets into something and pours like just drains money into it. But I'm so that's into how, it. How I know we we're going to do this. This is going to keep us going. But please let me let me get to this because you. So we have these little cool blips. Right. And you brought up something that reminded me of a joke that I heard a couple of days ago. So is it had to do with the Schrodinger's cat. So um here it goes. And and you can you can rate this. You can Campbell, since you have the headphone on, you can rate the joke by pressing a button if it was good or bad. Okay. okay? Sounds good. So here it goes, here it goes. So Schrodinger's cat walks into a bar and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll press you. that button regardless. <laughs> yeah, I saw you holding it. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Have you heard the one about the statistician that walks into the bar? No. You probably did. <laughs> He's laughing. You thought it was funny. <laughs> no, they need that video. It's really the Austin Powers face you're making. Oh, okay. you deliver the jokes. Okay, yeah, yeah. That uh, we need a video. Okay, I agree. Okay, dude. That reminds me of when, uh, whenever Bacon would make a joke, he'd immediately look at Connor. Oh, that's <laughs> so get funny. That reassurance. Yeah, see yeah. If what he said was funny or not. Just so everyone knows, um, the, like the dynamic that we're talking about. Bacon, he's a really funny, uh, funny looking dude. No, he's a funny dude. <laughs> he's a funny dude, and he hangs out with us. And he is the type of person where he'll tell a joke, right? But he's got like one closer friend in the group so always uh lock eyes like as soon as he tells a joke he'll lock eyes with that guy and make sure that he stards laughing so everyone else can start <laughs> well, laughing it's, it's hilarious. another psych concept because people tend to look towards the person they want the most reassurance yeah from no in i a saw group. that i so i saw that but before we get into that it's really funny so andrew is watching us um, do the podcast, and we oh, all gosh. just we all just look at him and say, "Hey, we're we're kind of low on on beer." Can you yeah, go? yeah, we're, we're running, <laughs> we're running low. I got I got the last Bud Light, man. Can you can you go to the store? And we <laughs> kept like transitioning over conversation, hoping he'd like get up and go, and right. then we'd bring it up again. He'd be mad, right? Maybe you guys didn't hear this, but we paused the podcast like the last thirty minutes, and we've been um, really persuading him to go, and it came to the point where I was like, dude, like. You had your first funny segment 
I'm going to cut that shit out if you don't go to the store right now and get us beer. So he hopped up real quick. He just went to the store. But it's actually funny. He's He's... He's been on his best behavior lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a good point. It's like he's a pet. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. isn't it the best? Just you're his roommate, just looking into his room, and he looks so cute on the keyboard. He looks, work. Yeah, he looks really cute. Like it, it's like it's a classic. Like he's, it's a classic. Like it just makes me feel. It makes me feel like you know. I'm happy I'm, inside I'm, when I'm looking. I feel happy. He. He thinks he's got it all figured out. <laughs> you, Campbell, you've never seen this. You look into his room. He's got his headset on, his glasses on. He's like typing away at the computer. Like he's just a cute little thing going on. Do people just really enjoy living life sometimes? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really funny. I've been doing this thing, kind of like a Pavlovian Pavlovian experiment with him. I've, Are you I, classically conditioning him? I am. I am. I'm classically <laughs> like in the office with Dwight. Exactly. That's exactly what it's been doing, and, and it's been over. We've been living together for over a year now, and if he's behaving really well, I'll laugh at his jokes, I'll <laughs> smile, I'll be very nice, and if he's... Okay, he came in, so we'll, oh, we'll, stop, we'll start talking about something else. <laughs> Dude, right. when I was younger, used to be a weird guy, you guys remember, Yeah, I tried to convince my mom that there was a stray cat living in our house. so for like i swear like a solid six month period just maybe like every two weeks i'd randomly just (laughs) (laughs) oh oh you were the cat yeah so wow at some point i'm just eating cereal before uh school in the morning my mom's like hey uh why do you keep randomly making a cat noise just (laughs) (laughs) campbell remember when we try to make a band a band back in the day yeah i played the electric guitar bro yeah yeah that was so funny okay back to what you were saying earlier yeah do you remember you mentioned that psych uh concept where people do look at the in a conversational setting when you're in a group and you say something and you you want to see people laugh you look at the person that you like the most right so you Try to make sure what you're saying is socially acceptable and reassuring to the people you care most about. Right, right. So when I'm in a group of people, it's actually really cool learning about psychology because you can kind of apply it to your life. Right. So if everywhere, everywhere if there's in a people. Setting, for example, let's say one of your friends from work invites you out to dinner with a bunch of their friends and somebody starts telling a joke or they just start talking about something you can see who they look at the most frequently yeah and then understand like who's close with who in the group oh blah, definitely blah. right you can it's it's amazing how much information you can get yeah out you of can body be like, language and stuff like that it's also it's funny we we you can learn a lot of that psychology stuff from certain tiktoks like there's this one girl on tiktok that explains a lot of these concepts yeah and yeah one of them i know what is, you're talking about yeah one of them is when you're talking to someone one-on-one in a deep conversation you can hand them anything and they'll take it doesn't matter what it is yeah it's just stuff like cool. that that's like kind of like, it's interesting it's like, like small nature. things yeah there's another one I don't, there's a couple more but they're all very interesting i know i'm blanking on them i mean yeah there are a ton of them i feel like you're looking at me too <laughs> Come on, come <laughs> on, I, like, I like you the most in this room. Yeah, no. You notice what we just talked about. Yeah. I'm ready Notice's, for you to hand me something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a joke so I can look at you and make sure you laugh. Campbell, the other day we were talking about uh, latency versus manifest learning. That yeah, was so cool. It, it's latent learning. So <laughs> latent learning versus manifest learning. Go ahead. Uh, the concept is basically just that institutions have different ways of teaching you. And right. so manifest learning is the things that you expect to be taught. 
from if the institution is school. Sure. You expect to learn arithmetic or whatever, vocabulary, whatever the teachers are, you know. The curriculum. Exactly. Weight and learning is a concept of institutions will teach you things that you don't apply until later in life. So it's like an indirect lesson or an indirect uh, curriculum, if you will, but not so. Yeah, go ahead. So it's things that you don't, you know, if you were to sit down at dinner with your parents when you're a kid and you're like, oh, what did you learn in school today? You'd be like, oh, we learned this history thing, blah, blah, blah. But what you don't realize you're learning is your teacher is correcting people for saying things that are inappropriate or you should open and hold the door for someone if they're walking in behind you. What, so what you, you're saying that's called manifest learning? Latent learning. Latent it's like learning. you learn it and apply it later. Okay. So, so it's basically a bunch of behavioral rules almost or a culture that you guys that is implemented by an institution, whether that be church school or just family right right so like you probably see things on the news where let's say an emergency happens and you see your mom call 911 mm-hmm. so there's times where kids are sitting at home and then like a fire breaks out and they don't know what to do and they call 911 and you'll hear oh my the parents never actually taught them if there's an emergency call 911 right they just say oh i saw my mommy do it right or so it's that something would be an you've example seen before. of latent learning it's Something that you don't necessarily realize or process as learning yeah. until the time comes where it's necessary. And and that's just that whole idea, once you once you learn about it, it's so, so powerful. Because it's like as a kid, you are going through what is more what is what you know you're going through. So school where you're getting a direct curriculum, you know you're learning these things. But you don't know about the indirect things that you're learning through your family, through church, through school. And that's so powerful. Everything that you're learning there is going to change the way that your, your personality is or how you behave in the future. 100%. When, you're, when you're out with your friends, right? When, when you're independent and you're becoming your own person, a lot of the things that you came up with and you learn through latent learning it's going to be expressed. And that's why it's so important to to be teaching this next generation. That's why it's so important to be teaching kids, you know, how, what, what values that you want, you want them to come out with in the end. Right. It, it, it's, it's all these things. Dude, so it, we actually, to connect the dots a little bit, we were just talking about how you're very into nature versus nurture. Yes. So to give, Super you, cool. to give you a good example, um, I was with my girlfriend and her little brother was in the room. He's in middle school. Yeah. And so she was talking about this girl that she knows. And she was saying that she's a senior in high school and she didn't mean to say it like this, but it came out as, Oh, she doesn't drink or do anything like that. And she doesn't have a lot of friends. And it kind of sounded like those two dots were connected. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned like, you know, I don't think you should say those things in front of your little brother because he might internalize, on, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be cool yeah, or have as many yeah. friends that's crazy. if I don't do that. She was like, no, he's too young. He doesn't understand that anyway. But that's the whole thing. You don't It's not like you sit him down, right? Kids aren't taking notes and they're not like, oh, you know, if I don't drink when I'm older in high school, then right. I want friends. But then all of a sudden they're in that situation and they're offered a beer and they shouldn't be drinking at that time. Then they might have the mentality and not even realize it of, oh, this is acceptable. This is what 
cool kids do in high school. Right. And it's funny because it's funny that you say that because today I was actually babysitting my little cousins, Danny and Drake. They were over here. I, um, they, I just, they sit in my room, watch Netflix, YouTube, uh, play Fortnite all day long while I'm doing my work. And it was, it's funny how much they know about the game Fortnite. Like he's eight years old, I think eight-ish. And, yeah. and he's, he's, he knows so much about the game. He that said he doesn't even play it, right? He doesn't even play it. He, he'll be watching me play it sometimes and he'll point things out that he sees in the videos. So they, it's crazy how much they, they can learn from just watching. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like they're like animals, like specimens. No, <laughs> no, I, no. No, it, one thing I do that I want to point out that's really funny, Justin, is we, <laughs> ever since they were little, and I've done, I've done this to them because one day I just want them to be in class and just get so confused. <laughs> they, Justin knows where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. I, they think, so they know that Justin and I are twins, but they think that Justin's one year older and because every time and every time they come over, I got to I got to reassure. I was like, so, yeah. So how old are you? How old is, am I? And how old is Justin? Because it's so funny. I'm like, yeah, we're twins, but he's one year older. And so they believe that ever since like a couple years ago. And so I just one day I just love it. Just, they're just going to be in class in like fourth grade or fifth grade. And they're going to be thinking about twins. Like, Wait a second. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. And they're they're just going to be funny. blown away. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But back to what you were saying about nature versus nurture. I'm trying to think, I was trying to think about something kind of in my life that I could recognize. Well, so um, the reason that in learning. Justin and I were actually talking about it was because we were mentioning with everything going on in the world, how we transitioned our personalities and just how we viewed the world after going to college, especially me, because I went to a different state. Right. Oh, yeah. So it was so totally different. It's it crazy awesome. because all these people from different areas of the world all have their small little circles and they internalize their lifestyle behaviors based on the people that they're around. So then for us, we all grew up in the same area, the same little friends. We we're all pretty competitive and we all faced the same problems. And then you go to college and you interact with 30,000 people that have completely different problems and right, completely right. different, like, discriminatory factors and things like that that just open up your eyes to the fact that you learned from your environment and yeah no no, no. It's, it's <laughs> you get you know, <laughs> you know, get something go ahead quick. go ahead um so i i uh had a internship at capital one last summer i was in dc and what i love most about what what you were saying it's so cool meeting new people and going to new areas because you get to see that firsthand i love seeing why people are different, how they're different, and what they care about and what they're passionate about. So I had a new roommate, Vinny. Shout out to Vinny. Awesome guy. Yeah, very funny Love guy. Love Vinny. We call him the the Vinninator. What was it? I didn't like call that? him anything, just <laughs> Vinny. But anyways, so so Vinny's funny guy. He's, he's uh, Russian, Russian. Italian. Yeah. He looks a little bit Italian, but I think he's Russian. Um, anyways... He he loves boxing, but it's just so funny seeing his mannerisms and the way that he cares so much about his work. It's so funny. Like he was studying so much. We both had the same Capital One internship and he was just taking it on a different level than I was. And it was just so funny watching that and just going, hanging out with him and seeing kind of how he, how he is with girls, how, how, how he does certain things. And it's funny that it's, it's funny when you have two people that think totally differently and you put them in a room for a summer, 
it's just you have so much fun, so many different conversations yeah, come and then up, you, you learn a lot. Start to kind of adopt their right. mentality I never a little boxed. bit and you I never start to boxing, like shape but... into each other. Yeah. I never went boxing, but now Justin and Andrew, we go we go all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like to think about it like this. So so Campbell was bringing up nature versus nurture, going out into a community where there is so many different people with different backgrounds. So that's kind of the first place where you're going to get to really, really open your eyes into seeing how, you know, different perspectives will shape someone, right? right. And it, for me, it's kind of like a cool visual. I think about it like a person has, let's say, like, just for the sake of things, an arbitrary number. They have 10 buckets, right? One bucket is, oh, I'm good with girls. Second bucket is, oh, I'm responsible. Third bucket is, oh, I'm, I'm polite. And so on, et cetera. Money, and every values, sure, sure, stuff. values, just anything that can be a personality trait or or some sort of characteristic about you. And and when you're growing up, it's like little by little, an experience that you go through like pours a little bit of liquid into one of those buckets. And everyone is so different and has different levels of these things. So it, it's just so cool. Like that's kind of the way I think about the nature part. Or no, the nurture, nurture part, part of it. Yeah. And then the nature part is obviously your genetics. I was trying to think of one thing that Justin and I, we have uh, from the nurture aspect from our parents. And I think one of the biggest things is what we've gotten from our dad is the way that we talk. When we're Wait, talking. so that's nature. No, no, no. Just genetics? Like, no, 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 not not even, not how. It's hard to like, compare with parents because you have their genes, but they also shape yeah. you with your interactions. <laughs> okay, sure. okay. Well, I just, I think I just got, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's an example. Uh, my, my brother and sister, like, I'd like to consider them as intelligent, but I was definitely a lot more school driven than them. Yes. And I wouldn't say that was a result of our parenting. Right. Um, but what would you blame that on? Or, or if you had to guess, because I remember... You would blame it on us. I think we were talking about this the other day. I would blame it on us. So we had a very competitive friend group. And back in middle school, I feel like I really didn't care about school all that much. And then Justin and I were in uh, the same math class. Mm -hmm. And he made fun of me because he did better (laughs) than me on a quiz. And I thought the class class was easy, but I was like, oh, people don't care about this. (laughs) So then I was like, I'm going to beat Justin on this next math class. does care. So then... You know, we go through this competitive algebra class uh, between me, you, and Michael, and didn't actually care about it, but just the fact that we could do well on the quizzes and wanted to do better than each other. And then we were enrolling in our classes for high school, and you enrolled in two math classes your freshman year, and you could only take a certain amount of honors, but that was kind of a way to cheat the system and And get get up on everyone. And you told me about that, and I was like, well... You know, I'm going to do that. I'm good at math too. So, yeah. and that ended up changing my entire high school yeah, Campbell experience. Campbell was actually salutatorian, right? Yeah. So I didn't expect that to happen. You know, my dad will say seventh grade me versus ninth grade me was two completely a different, different animals. Um, but yeah, you also fat as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to mention right that with the bullying thing. <laughs> bullying? Come on. When we're you brought friends. up uh, Schrodinger's douche box. It was like you guys were, (laughs) 
you guys were calling me chubby when it was only the three of us. And I was like, there was nobody to look at to gauge around and say, just hey, kidding. On, that, that, was was just, that was just straight mean. No, you know what? I want to point out the, the whole, and the reason why that I, I brought up what I was saying about how we talk is, I don't, because I don't know if this is genetics or not. Maybe you can help me out. But the way he starts talking about something when he's really interested, and I think that's what we carry into this podcast. And I think I, because actually James and Connor, James and Connor actually told me this one time when I was just talking to them about something I was really interested in. They're mm-hmm. like, whoa, you sound like your dad. And so I don't know if that's genetics or not. It's just the way that I've seen him talk about What were about you talking things. about? Just anything that we're interested in. You know how we can We like to upbeat. stutter. I don't think he's is it the way we're talking or what we're how it's, we're talking? It's not. It's not physically how we're talking. It's just the way the energy that we bring after we're really passionate about something. I think because not only is that one the best way to talk about something because you really lure people in. You know, they think sure. it's interesting if you think it's interesting. But I, I think our dad was a really good example of of talking like that. He talks really fast and just about a lot. And then I think our friends saw that, and then that's why. Um, when I when I talk like that, sometimes they'd say, "Oh, you're just like your dad." I'm not I definitely sure think what that's it is. part of uh, the nurture argument. So my nurture, friends, yeah, my you friends guys said in nature college, at first. you said nature at first. No, so my friends, some of my friends in college, uh, they all were doing this thing that I started to pick up as well, where they would put a lot of emphasis on the last word of the sentence whenever they're like in a heated debate about yeah. something. Yeah, and it would be give an example. There's a certain okay, so. Uh, they'd be like, oh, dude, that statistic is, statistic is unbelievable. <laughs> or, or they'll be like, oh, oh so we should go like to the... Chandler from Friends. And someone's like, oh, I don't really like going to that bar. And he's like, what do you mean? That bar is electric. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because all of a sudden we all do it and I'll come back home and Michael or Connor will call me out on it. And they'll be like, Dude, you like talk differently now. Yeah, that's so just, weird. Just the people that you're surrounded. You mean with. you talk differently now? <laughs> <laughs> you talk differently now. <laughs> and people are like, these days you're talking completely different. <laughs> like, it's just okay. it doesn't have to be the absolute last word. But um, no, it's, it's funny where you're talking about how competitive we were, and I think what's um, really cool is in our kindergarten or first grade kindergarten class, Justin and I, we had these drawing contests every week. And you won every single one of them. And yeah. you would have thought that in when we were in kindergarten or first grade, whatever, it would just be, you know, you'd get the participation trophy. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they surprised. did this very fairly. They flipped the pages over. And so the teachers would line up. You couldn't see the names. And so it would it would be graded fairly. And you won the drawing contest every week. I know. And it was would, insane. That would kind of make me sad. I was like, what the hell? So I wanted to get better at drawing. I know. It, it was it was really cool. I loved drawing, um, especially when I was younger. And I, I don't know if I was really good. But, I mean, it, it turned out if I was winning every week, it made me feel like I was good. But it was weird. Yeah, like we had a no-bias form of voting where where you couldn't see our names and the teachers would all vote. And I, somehow mine, mine would get the, the winning tally. Dude, but know. the competitive aspect of our friend group really shaped us all into who we are today. Right, right, right. So we already talked about with academics how that completely changed the course of our lives. But, you know, with working out, for example, yeah, like oh, yeah. our entire group, it's like all of a sudden we were all super into lifting. And yeah. when we were working at Packrat, the good old days. That like, was so fun. Michael and I would uh, go to the gym before work together. And it was always like you would wake up at your alarm would go off at 6 a.m. And then it's not 
oh, I need to go to the gym to improve myself, but, well, Michael's going to go, so, <laughs> yeah. like, I have to go. No, guys, like, it's like, he can bench, you know, 185, so I need to hit 195. Exactly. To everyone listening, man, it's so important, whoever you hang around. I like, truly if believe if who it, you surround yourself with shapes who you become. If that ain't the dang truth. I, so, even the jokes, even the jokes we were telling ourselves in middle school you brought it back remember we were talking about that math class when i started making fun of you for getting a slightly lower grade i mean i might have gotten like a 99 or 100 and you would have gotten like a uh, a 97 or something so it wasn't like we were we were definitely smart but like i just made fun of you right And, and it started something but even the jokes we would tell each other what we laughed at turned us into who we are so like in learning bro no like seriously like there was one time like we were sitting together as me and Michael and I think you were either behind me or in front of me and we were just joking we're like we were like making jokes where we wanted more math homework and if they didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. if they didn't assign if if the teacher didn't assign math homework we would be like um excuse me but like where where's the homework or like <laughs> he forgot to ask but but yeah, it's right yeah. here and it was just it was just jokes like that which which we started out as a joke but it, to me, it seemed like it turned into yeah, what actually you loving know. it. Dude, yeah, you had me you... trying to learn Mandarin in eighth grade <laughs> right. on an app on my phone because go, yeah, you we were, were learning so many different like... phases. But yeah, I guess that's another thing with our group is we were actually learning how to be funny <laughs> off of each other. Sure, I think I think that's cool. Like, I, I I definitely like would say like I got our humor from like the fourth grade ish area to like high school like it's that's funny because it humor... matured but it stayed relatively similar. we're saying it's funny a lot it's, it's funny. funny i think that's well, the was funny transition yeah. of our podcast it's funny but yeah yeah no this podcast is funny so <laughs> you say that <laughs> um but going back to the nature versus nurture and we were talking about language something i read that was pretty cool in terms of how the language that you hear and you speak shapes how your mind thinks. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are some countries where they don't have a word for left and right. It's right. only like Northeast, South and West. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other countries where they don't have a future tense. And the study was basically saying that that country had a lot less debt or people in that country had a lot mm, less debt because there's no, Oh, I'll pay you back in the future. Yeah. It's just, that is insane. It's just that's you so need cool. Ten dollars from me for that. So is it's, it's that your mentality. Phenomenon? Yeah. So it's called linguistic relativity. Relativity. Mm. It's the Warfian hypothesis. So he came up with the whole theory, and it's so just what? Warfian. I hope uh, I'm saying that right. Warfian. But it's He's this dude. No it's this dude that came up with linguistic relativity. It's there's different theories with language development. There's like the uh, native theory and all that stuff. But basically, he's saying. Um, language shapes how you view the world. That's insane. Right. No, but but you're completely right. Like, imagine. So you started out that conversation by saying left and right, as an example. But imagine like if that if if the words shaped your spatial awareness in your brain. Like if it you had. Imagine if you so had lazy. thirty times more words for directions. Maybe your culture or the community you live in that uses that language you're probably more advanced in, in navigating. 100%. Because right? think about it. When you were trying to direct me <laughs> to John John's house, <laughs> okay. it was painful because I was just waiting on you to tell me left, right yeah. at random times. Right. But if you're like, oh, in general, we're heading northeast. Sure. If our community was used to that, 
then yeah. my mind would have just been, oh, I need to head in this direction and then we can compensate with the individual streets later. Yeah, that's crazy. And and another side thing to this conversation, I, I, I saw, I like YouTube videos and I'm glad I have an, another person out there that likes them as much as I do. And fall in the rabbit hole. Yeah, you'll get down the rabbit hole, man. It's hard to stop. But I was watching a video and it was about not being able to physically perceive and see the color blue because the color blue wasn't in their language. Yeah, yeah. And it was insane. That's the same thing. It's the same. It was insane. So um, going back to, to circle around, we were talking about your little cousins and stuff. Right. And with just nature and nurture. So I feel so old saying this. Yeah. But it's crazy the difference in technology that young kids have today versus when we were younger and then even oh, like sure. our parents, grandparents. Sure. So for example, uh, my girlfriend's little brother was watching a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. He was going down the rabbit hole on his iPad and he was learning about um, that. They were like infusing oxygen into some solid blah, blah. And the video latent learning was teaching him about buoyant force. And then it was showing like the net force of, you know, normal force and all that stuff that we learned in physics. I was like, Oh, that's on my MCAT. Yeah. And then and he was like, Oh, no way. But he had no idea he was learning about that's awesome, that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. a, there's a argument to be had that, you know, a lot of people are mad that, um, this generation, you know, has all the iPads and everything, but they are also at the same time learning a lot. There are pros and cons, man. Yeah, I mean, right. they're learning a ton and it's so much easier to look up something and just immediately learn it. I'm one of those people, somebody mentioned something that I don't know about in a conversation. Right. I'll Google it on the spot because it's like, it's in your hands. You might as well learn about it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you make mistakes when you're a little kid and someone gets a video of you saying something stupid or doing something that's permanent. Yeah. Right. So that part's part's dangerous. And, And there's actually a study out there saying that our generation doesn't, it is a little bit worse with containing information just because the internet is there and we're so used to googling things yeah so it's all about the fact that we have such an overload of information it's easy to kind of just learn something forget about it i guess back then they didn't have as much to uh process right right i mean yeah you have to physically go in there and read like a bunch of books and search for the books manually but with the internet it's so fast and it's just a crazy cool time that we're in now, of course. But And there's all these crazy studies, too. So it's called, like, interference, what we're talking about. So if you were to study um, for two hours for your exam tomorrow, and then you were to watch, like, four YouTube videos about something slightly educational, the things that you watch could slightly impair what you studied. Sure, I could see but that. But if you were to study and then go on a run and then go to bed right after, in theory you would retain a lot more of the information. Hey, what was, um, what was the, you wanted to talk about like the foot in the door phenomenon? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it, we actually use it all the time. Like we just did it with Andrew. So, (laughs) um, the foot in the door phenomenon is basically when you ask for a small favor from somebody. And oh, then, I read the I've read about this on the medium. So it's like oh, you put yeah. your foot in the door because it's easier to open it afterwards. Sure. So like let's say back in eighth grade math class, we had our homework and I texted you and I said, Hey, did you figure out how to do number seven? Then you would Rather text than me back for the whole thing. Right? You would text me back and be like, Oh yeah, this is the answer. And I'm like, Oh, did you also get nine, <laughs> ten, and eleven? <laughs> sure. Then People after that you've already that. committed. 
So then it's like, all right, well, I've already given them seven. I might as well give them those Let's three. Let's call that late in because people don't know that it's put in the door, but they, they know it works, so they're going to keep right. doing so it. Right, so then all of a sudden it works better than if I were just straight up asking for the whole assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people actually use this all the time. And it's funny. Everyone knows that. They just don't know what it's called. So they might go up to somebody and, like, let's say you're trying to get somebody to donate to a charity. Right. You could deliver a flyer at their door that was just like hey there's this new charity it does all this cool stuff blah 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 and then call that those households later on and they've proven that the people that got the flyers are more likely to actually follow up and like donate to the charity or let's say i were to ask you like how much do you think cancer research is a big deal you'd be like oh i think that's like Oh, really important. And then all of a sudden, a week later, some guy sends you a letter in the mail. And he's like, oh, are you willing to don- donate $10 to cancer research? Yeah. Then it's like your mind is already on it. So the foot's in the door and you're more likely to do it. Right. You were open up to the idea. And now you are you just feel. So the article that I was reading, I think it was like yesterday. And if you don't have the Medium app. I highly suggest you download it because you can follow certain topics that you're interested in. So I I read a lot of psychology um, topics and, and it's from uh, people in the uh, topic or whatever. And they're, they're really well known and, and whatever. And I was reading an article the other day and it was exactly this. It was the foot in the door phenomenon and more like more detailed behind the scenes of why we're more likely to to do something after have the having the foot in the door it's because we're wired to have like certain loops when a loop is open we want to close it right and that's part that's of the cool. reason that's behind in our brain like it's an open loop like hey i'll ask you a question okay now leading it on to something else well i want to close this i want to close this conversation so it's kind of human nature to solve problems right yeah so this is about to get crazy. This is something I want to talk about today. Um, UVA has this thing where you can take a professor out to lunch and they'll pay for it. Okay. And so I thought my neuro. How many times can you do that? Oh, no, I think it's like once a semester or something. So I thought my neurobio professor was one of the coolest guys ever because he taught these insane topics and was actually like pretty relatable. So I asked him if he wanted to go out to lunch. Uh, with me and my friend Josh. Okay. So um, we go out to lunch and we ended up falling on this topic we were talking about with humans just want to solve problems. And he started telling us about his research and he's trying to basically map the entire human brain like on a basis of a single neuron, like how every single neuron works in the brain. That's kind of like the goal of neuroscience right now. Okay. And, you know, we're not necessarily super close, but he does it with mice currently. He's trying to work on that. Okay. So I asked him, I was like, what are your thoughts on like AI and all this stuff and how that relates to uh, what you're studying, blah, blah, blah. And he told me something super crazy. He read this book that basically was talking about how humans go to solve all these problems and then we create AI to start solving problems that we don't necessarily know how to solve. Mm-hmm. And then over time, AI solves all of human problems so they feel the need to progress and solve more problems. So even AI 
has this similar structure where they want to close loops. Right. Because AI is supposed to kind of be like more intelligent humans in a way. Yeah. So they start creating their own problems. And then, you know, AI learns exponentially, as they say. So then they start solving all of their own problems. And then what happens when they run out of problems? They make more? The only... No. So imagine, like, how much a computer has developed since it was invented. Right. And how quickly that has happened in the time span of Earth. So they eventually run out of problems to create and solve. So the only way to progress would be to start over in theory. So then this book's theory is AI runs out of problems to solve. The only way to progress is to start over. So they pretty much blow up the universe and that's what the Big Bang is. And then it's supposed to be this huge time loop of the only way to progress beyond that point is to start over. And then we start over with like, subatomic particles all the way to you know some all the way to this period and then forward some organism solving all its problems creating ai blah blah blah, boom big bang that is one of the coolest things i think i'm gonna hear in like the next few months and dude it was crazy (laughs) to me because that was insane i've talked about it with some people something yeah that's just a theory of the big bang it's just a theory of some book that he mentioned when we were at lunch for 30 minutes paid by our college uh, education. That so, is so, so freaking cool. When he mentioned it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then... <laughs> There's I, no other words. I went home and I tried to tell some people about it and they're like, okay, that's really weird. You're going like really into science and stuff. But I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, there's no way to disprove that theory. It's kind of like when Elon Musk talks about like uh, the fact that we probably live in a simulation. Simulation, yeah. No, yeah. And... and- I don't want to cut you off. Are you going anywhere with this? Because Elon, okay, Elon in the simulation theory is one of the coolest things too. So so the easiest way to try to get someone on board in my eyes with a simulation theory is saying, okay, look at this. In the last 40 to 50 years, we made, in the beginning, we made a game called Pong where there's little sliders on each side and you're trying to get the ball to hit the other side, right? Everyone knows of Pong. Now look at what we're what we have and where we're at. These games are so realistic, right? And they're not super super well, realistic. When did that start? Like twenty five years ago? Nineteen eighties, eighties, seventies, maybe okay, even sixties. So like I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Don't take this as fact. If if you're listening on the date, I'm not sure about the date. The point is the, the point is I'm pretty sure a it's rapid boom of technology, right? Like how many how many billions of years have we ha- has the universe existed? And within the last couple thousand years, how many have have been put towards this exponential growth in the internet and technology? Well, probably like the he last 40. Dude, like you know what? Thousand. I don't want to cut you off, but an insane statistic I heard on my first day of class in evolutionary ecology. Go ahead. Uh, so we're sitting there and the professor was like, we pretty much only think about our time span of our life. Yeah. But... When you look at just the Earth by itself, not even the universe, but just the Earth, if you were to compare it to the timeline to a roll of toilet paper, and then you were to take all the toilet paper off, you know the very, very thin part that's glued to the toilet paper roll? Like, if you were to rip off what's stuck to it, compared to the length of the entire roll of toilet paper, is how long humans have been on this Earth. 
That's pretty crazy, but I feel like you could get a better one out there, right? I, <laughs> I feel mean, like there could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was insane because then you take what this guy, this guy loves toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then we talk about how long have computers been out? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like when our parents were kids, if you were to show them an iPhone, they'd be like, "Oh yeah," sure. they couldn't even conceptualize what's going on in there. Yeah, and, and so. Back to simulation theory. So you have that have that in your head, right? The last 40 years. How far we've come, right? And out of the tens of thousands that we've, that we've been here as humans or whatever the number, number is, right? So just to get anyone on board, if they don't think that we're in a simulation, I personally, I do. And this is why. So, so take for... Take that understanding that in the last 40 years, we've come so far and we have like hundreds of years to advance, right? So let's assume that our computers keep getting better at this exponential rate, right? What's it so, going to be like when we're 50? Exactly, right? So just ask yourself in 100 years, in 500 years, in 1,000 years. Okay, then can you get yourself comfortable with the idea that we can create a computer smart enough to simulate a universe. If that's true, then then what's the possi- what's the probability that we're in a simulation? So so let's take for let's say this. There's obviously one reality. There's one reality, right? And if in that reality we advance to the point where we can create a simulation, then there's an infinite amount of simulations that can be created off that one reality. Well, then what's the percentage chance that we're in a simulation it's an infinite chance that we're in a simulation 100 percent. isn't that cool so that's how kind of he explained it and i really got on board with it. and i'm trying to dig deeper but that's just high level where i'm at with it and a lot of people you know it's just uncomfortable to think about the high probability that that's true yeah so most insane. people are just like oh Wait you know on. that's bs well it's it's something that's so hard to grasp it's something that's like so hard to grasp. So, so I understand like the uncomfortableness with the whole idea. I think this is a good place to end the podcast. This has been super fun, Campbell. Like you brought up so many cool things, like an insane amount of cool things. And this is yeah, exactly we are definitely going to have to have you back on. We're just going to have to have you back on because this is like what I want to be talking about with people. It's so cool, and I could just talk about this for hours. So you're going to be on again. Uh, I know you recently just got into all this psych stuff, so I think it's definitely pretty cool to talk to people that are interested about it. Yeah, dude. I mean, we could talk about this for hours. Literally, it's so cool. It's nice being back home, too, because we're finally back yeah. at it again, making fun of each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jason, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it would mean so much to us if you liked the podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hell, one of Joey's friends gave us came to our house and gave us donuts. <laughs> Christian, yeah. shout out to Christian. Yeah, shout I mean, out Christian. It probably wasn't because of the podcast, but you did text us and you're like, "It was. It's so funny. I can't even put it into words. That means a lot. That uh, it's it make you know it keeps us going. That yeah, really for cool sure. To, cool let let, let me just shout out everyone that's given us like really cool feedback because it's so cool. So show um we have our best friend Connor, but Connor's older brother Sean. Sean, thank you so much for reaching out. That was so cool. Chase Allen. Chase, thank you so much for listening. Marcel. It's so cool for your Marcel support. Jara. Marcel. Um, a bunch of Joey's friends. Uh, Marissa Saladonia. Thank you so much. 
Like they're they're uh, Bree Curtin. Thank you, Bree, for reaching out. It's so awesome. What Graham? Graham, Graham, Mick Alexander. Sarah. Thanks, Graham. Sarah, thank you guys so much for reaching out. It's it's just the feedback is so cool to hear, and it just makes us want to do more. So thanks everyone. Um, remember to subscribe, follow, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>